all my young life. People talked about a Spanish explorer landing there, discovering the Okmulgee River. They also talked about Confederate President Jeff Davis staying at one of our plantations in 65. Sadly, a day or two before he surrendered to the Yankees. According to records, our main family house is the oldest one in the county. The city has grown up around it, kind of, if you call Abbeville a city. A lot of my family land was sold off to hog farmers and cotton growers. Because of that, my brothers and sisters are real well off money-wise. They got a good inheritance. That was one of my losses. When I left college in Forsyth and ran off with Elijah, who could barely cipher and not read at all, my heart knew I wouldn't get anything. But it became a certainty at Papa's funeral. I had planned to stay a few days afterwards, but Merle, the only sibling I'll mention because I am dead to the others, said to come back to my children. Papa had left me out of the will. He stayed mad with me all the way to the grave. I understand. Papa, a real wealthy man, afforded his children much more than most folks in that part of Georgia. It seems like, though, everything he and Mama poured into me to make me the privileged girl I was, I dipped in and bailed it out. Piano lessons. I hated to practice, but I would. Just put on airs and act like being on that bench was as good as eating one of Grandma's fried peach pies. I was a good pretender. Voice lessons. Those I liked, but Papa didn't take a liking to my choice of music, opera. To him, it was a bunch of hollering in an unknown tongue. So again, I put on a false front and switched over to the hymns and anthems they screeched and warbled in our fundamental church. I pretended so much until I eventually became less and less of myself and more of what other folks thought I should be. Seems what I preferred, Papa and Mama scoffed at and said it was beneath the dignity of the family. Lizzie Pearl, the family cook from beyond the tracks, was my idol. If I was going to sing church music, I wanted it to be like she had at her church. I'd hang out in the kitchen with her, learning whatever she'd teach me until I got shooed away or called to something more refined in the parlor. I usually stalled my going in there until I learned part of at least one song. Lizzie Pearl would say a line and then sing it, and I'd follow behind her, bellowing as deep and as rich as I could. When I got to the parlor, I received a stern and prompt reminder that I had a fine voice one of a genteel southern flower, and I ought not to ruin it trying to make gut-bucket sounds. It's still a lot of daylight left. Looks like Mr. Johns took pity on the children. His pickup is pulling along the side of the road in front of the house. Jimmy and Jesse are already running out to meet them. They always get excited to see Mr. Johns. Well, anybody. Usually the visitor just happens to have a little something to give them. Don't y'all be out there begging, I yell out as they jump up and down. They mind me. They never ask for anything, such good little boys. But their eyes plead. Should I make them close them so their longing and hunger are not so plain? 